Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng, but also welcome to the first podcast episode of the year 2021. I took a little break from podcasting and enjoyed my New Year celebrations with my family, and now I'm back and better than ever, ready to deliver some new content for you guys. I'm curious to know what you all did for your New Year celebrations. Mine obviously looked very different than it has in past years. In the past, we would gather together with all of our family friends and just have this wild celebration with so much delicious food. We would also watch the NYC ball drop together, but not in person, just on TV, because there's always way too many people gathered together in Times Square during that time. It also makes me wonder if we're ever going to be able to do that again, you know, gather together in Times Square and watch the ball drop in person. Maybe a couple of years down the road, we can go back to doing that safely because watching it on TV this year was so sad to see because there was literally no one there. But going back to how I spent my New Year's, I was with my family for New Year's Eve and then on New Year's Day, we drove upstate to hang out there and just get a change of scenery. Again, nothing too exciting, but honestly, it was just so relaxing to not have to do any crazy celebrations of any sort because those can be a lot of pressure, not gonna lie. Getting into this week's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, we're going to be talking all about money and finances. And before you click out of this episode because you think it might be a bore, I promise it won't be and that I will make it worth your while. I don't know about you guys, but at the beginning of each year, it's all about reorganizing my personal stuff and giving myself a plan for the rest of the year. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I obviously didn't make any plans for the new year, But an organized personal life is always at the top of my list regardless of what time of year it is. And as I've gotten older too, I've started to realize just how important it is to start thinking about money and finances. Like when I was younger, my parents took care of a lot of that stuff for me. But definitely now that I've started to take, you know, more control of my own finances, I've been having to deal with that myself. So regardless of whether you're listening and you're around the same age as me or even if you're younger than me, I feel like this episode will be really enlightening and will hopefully help a few of you who are looking to get smarter about managing your own personal finances. I'll be kind of talking about some of the things I wish I knew when I was younger too about money so that any of you who fall under that younger audience category can hopefully learn from my mistakes and thrive. But before I get into all of that good stuff, I wanted to make a really special and exciting little announcement that actually couldn't be more fitting to be in this podcast episode. So any of you who listened to my last podcast episode heard me mention in the end that I was going to be announcing a new podcast sponsor in the new year, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm so excited to say that I'm partnering with Juno these next few months to bring you their money-saving services. And if you're like, I have no idea what Juno is, don't you worry because that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about for you a little bit and, you know, before we get on to this episode. I won't talk about it too much because you guys will definitely hear the new sponsored ad somewhere later on in the episode, but I just wanted to give you a little preview because I'm so excited about this partnership and for all that's going to come, you know, come out of it. You guys know that I'm very picky with my partnerships because I only really collaborate with companies that are really on brand with my brand because that just makes the most sense for me and, you know, the resources that I want to share. And Juno's brand values could literally not be more on brand for me. 
Juno is a completely free online resource that uses the power of group buying to help people get lower interest rates on new student loans and student loan refinancing. It was started by a group of millennials who realized young people were drowning in student debt and they wanted to do something about it. And since starting it, they have helped thousands of people nationwide save on their student loans. Like I said, guys, it's free to join and there's literally no obligation to use any of their resources once you join. And if that all already sounded so good, you just wait because there's definitely more. Not only does Juno do all of that associated with student loans and loan refinancing, but they're also a great resource if you're looking for scholarships. I don't know about you all, but sometimes when I go looking for scholarships, I don't know which ones are like the fake and sus ones, and then which ones are the legit ones. But on the Juno website, the team spent countless hours sourcing the best available scholarships and resources to help you out. So when you look through the scholarships that they have on their website, you won't be met with any scams or broken links and, you know, all the stuff that we hate. Oh, and lastly, to all of my younger listeners, they also offer group discounts for SAT and ACT prep. So literally, what more could you ask for? Because let me tell you all, I know firsthand just how expensive SAT and ACT test prep can be because I went through two years of intensive and expensive prep. And the sucky part is I ended up going to Parsons and I ended up not needing my SAT score. But besides that point, for any of you who do need your SAT score, then this is really going to be an amazing resource for you. But seriously, though, I know that all sounded like one big ad read, um, but here's the tea. College is expensive and overpriced, um, like I think we can all agree on that, and especially if you're considering an art school or fashion school, it's really expensive. Like I know a lot of universities are expensive, but art schools are specifically known for being overpriced. I also know that a lot of you listening to this podcast are students yourselves, so I'm really urging you all to check out the resources that Juno has to offer because there is really nothing like them out there who are putting in the effort to reduce the amount of hardships us students have. And even if you're not paying for college yourself, like me, make it easier on your parents because they work really freaking hard and deserve the help. You will definitely hear me talking about Juno a lot because I'm officially their partner, but yeah, if you're interested in any of their resources, then you guys can click the link in the description of this podcast and the link in my show notes. I'll put it in both of those areas. It will literally only take you two minutes and they only need your basic info. I say to click my referral link because that's how they'll know you're coming from my podcast and it would really just help me out a lot in continuing this partnership with them. But yes, sorry, I feel like I was talking about them for ages, but I'm just so happy I was able to partner with Juno and just share the resources with you guys. Definitely check out those scholarships I was talking about because scholarships are literally the easiest way to get free money. I'm so grateful that I have parents who are able to still help me out with my college expenses, but For any of you who are completely independent in your finances, I want you to know that you're not alone and there are great resources like Juno out there who care about alleviating the problem of your expensive college tuition. Before we start out with me sharing some of my personal tips on money, however, I just wanted to throw out a little disclaimer that I am not by any means like a financial guru or money expert. Nothing of that kind. I'm far from it, actually. I'm just sharing some of my experience dealing with money, being that I'm a working student who shares a lot of the struggles that many of you are probably having in your own lives. One of the tips that I have for all of you that I wish I had learned a lot earlier would be to put aside a set amount of money into another account that you're not going to touch and just keep doing that on a regular basis. I don't know who or where I learned this from, but someone a long time ago told me about this method a little, you know, a while ago and Ever since then, I've been doing it. 
It's made me feel a lot better about storing my money away and being smart with it for the future. So essentially what you're doing for this method is you're taking a portion of your income and you can choose to do 5% or 10% or 20%, whatever you want. I just do 10% of my income because that's what I'm comfortable with, but whatever percentage of your income you want to take out and put on the side is up to you. Um, Once you figure that out, set up a recurring payment to have that percentage of income that you want put aside and to be placed into another external bank account that you won't touch because if you can't touch it and you don't have access, you don't have a lot of access to it, then it'll be easier to like not want to use that money when you want to buy something. I say to set up a recurring payment so that you don't have to like constantly remind yourself every month to put that certain amount of money away. I just use Chase to do that. So the Chase app makes it really easy for me to set up recurring payments from one account to another. Then after a couple of months and even after a couple of years, you'll have saved up a good amount of money that you probably have forgotten about. And honestly, you can use it for whatever you want in that period of time or moment. I feel like everyone should do this because it's only a small percentage of your income being put away each month, so you won't really notice how much is being taken out. Of course, this method will probably only work if you have a steady stream of income or some way of getting money each month, but even if you're not at an age where you're working, this is definitely something you'll want to keep in mind for the future when you're making money of your own and to like store it away. The next thing that I wanted to get into is investing. And let me tell you all, investing has changed my life and I'll never look at money the same way as I used to. I got into investing around April or May, I think, when we were all quarantined and I just had nothing better to do. So I started reading into investing and watching tons of YouTube videos on it. Again, I just want to reiterate that I'm not an expert on all of this. I'm just speaking from like pure experience. And you don't need to be an expert on money or finances and stuff to invest. I feel like a lot of people have the misconception that you need to know a lot about money to start investing or something like that, but literally anyone can start investing. Before we go any further in today's episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to introduce a sponsor. This episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast is sponsored by Juno. Juno is a completely free resource with no commitment that uses the power of group buying to negotiate lower interest rates on new student loans and the refinancing of existing ones. Juno has helped thousands of people nationwide save on their student loans, and it's changed the lives of so many who struggle with the rising cost of higher education. Not to mention, they also have other resources like scholarships, including a monthly one for $1,000 that can be applied to current tuition or towards your existing loans if you already have some. Anyone who wants to join can do so on their website through my referral link, which you can always find in the show notes of this episode. It takes two minutes and just needs some basic info. It's also totally free and there's no commitment to take any of their deals. I am beyond excited to be partnering with Juno because not only will I be using their money-saving resources myself, but their services are perfectly in line with my personal brand. Fashion school is expensive, y'all, so you can bet I'll be taking full advantage of everything that Juno has to offer. I want to give a huge thanks to Juno for sponsoring this episode, and with that, let's get right back on into the episode. Obviously, I mean, the more you know about money, the smarter of an investor you'll be, but it's not like a requirement if you're interested in getting started with investing. I'm one of those people who, once they have an interest in doing something, they do it to the full nine yards and they just go all out for it. So, of course, I spent, like, most of my quarantine reading and watching everything that had to do with investing that was out there for me. I do have some recommendations for what books and videos you should all watch to get, like, a better understanding of what investing looks like, but I'll get into that a bit later. I find investing to be a little bit complex in the fact that investing itself pertains to a whole lot of different things within it. This is going to sound like a lot of gibberish to a lot of you, but 
you know, in investing, there's stocks, there's mutual funds, ETFs, bonds, and just so many more methods of how you can invest your money. I mostly just deal with stocks, and that's probably the one that I'm going to be talking about mostly because that's the most common, and that's the one that I have the most experience with. So sorry if you have an interest in any of those other kinds of investments, but I'm not too familiar with the rest, so I don't want to, you know, explain it and tell you guys the wrong thing. But anyway, the first thing you'll want to do when you're first starting out with investing is finding a platform to do investments. There are so many out there and you'll definitely want to look into which one is going to suit your needs the best. The two most popular ones that I hear a lot of people talk about is an app called Robinhood and Chase Invest. I personally use Chase Invest because that's what my dad taught me to use when I was first starting out. But I honestly have heard a lot of great things about Robinhood and how intuitive it is for beginners. So I would definitely look there for some guidance. I can't say because I've never used Robinhood myself. Um, I just don't want to have too many platforms where my investments are. So I just stay with Chase Invest. But if you already have a bank account or credit card with Chase, I would highly advise using Chase Invest because it's already there for you. And it's so much easier to connect your existing accounts with your investment accounts. I was so familiar with using the Chase app because I had a Chase debit and credit card, so transitioning into using Chase Invest on the app was just so easy for me, and it was like no no thought at all. I actually just looked it up, but if you're interested in using Robinhood to start investing, it does say that you need to be 18 years of age and also have a valid social security number, so do keep that in mind if you guys are interested in that. But guys, even though that may all sound like a lot of work to make an account and open an investing account... First of all, it's not that much work, but also it's so worth it and it will actually change your life. So once you've got an investment account all set up and working, whether that's on Robinhood, Chase Invest, or some other platform, now you can start investing. My advice is before you go buying stocks for companies that you really admire or think are going to do well in the future, do your research. I can't stress that enough. Read or watch the news, look at online articles, and all that jazz to keep yourself updated and in the know on what's going on. Especially when it comes to companies that you want to invest in, you should be keeping tabs on that company and looking at important launches, big dates for them, and just anything else you can learn about where you're putting your money. Of course, I'm going to share my best resources with you all to help you on your investing journey. One way that I like to look for news about certain companies and stocks is through the Stocks app on the iPhone. So sorry for my, you know, non-iPhone users. The Stocks app literally highlights the most important news for each individual stock. So let's say you're interested in news on what's happening with Apple, then you can open that right up on your app and read more news about, you know, what's happening with Apple stock and if it's going up or down and all that stuff. It's so great and especially during the beginning of when I started investing, I was reading those like crazy. Now I don't find myself reading them as much because I don't have the time anymore, but yeah, it's still a great resource. If you just want to listen to something while you're doing other work, I would recommend a podcast called Wall Street Breakfast by Seeking Alpha. Guys, this podcast is one of my favorites. They literally update it with every episode every single day with the biggest investment news to set yourself up for success on that market day. Every episode comes out early in the morning, so I like listening to it when I wake up and make my morning breakfast to hear about whatever investment news I need to know about. It really sets up my day, and I don't know why, but I feel more productive after listening to each episode in the morning. I don't want to bore you all with this, but just quickly, some other resources that I've loved are the books Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and A Beginner's Guide to the Stock Market. 
You can find them both on Amazon, so definitely go get those two books because I think they're pretty cheap too. Also on YouTube, I watch this guy and his channel is called Project Life Mastery. He doesn't only make investing videos, he also talks about like side hustles and smart ways to manage your money, so I would definitely recommend checking his videos out. But yeah, those are all my two cents on the resources I use to invest. When you're getting into investing, you should go into it thinking about whether or not you're in it for the short term or the long term. Long-term investing means that you plan to keep your account for a long period of time, generally for at least a year. And typically, long-term investors are generally willing to take on more risk for higher rewards. But if you're in it for the short term and are looking for, you know, like doing day trading, which means to buy and sell stocks on the same day, then you're probably not going to want to take that many risks because you'll have more to lose. I think the biggest piece of advice I've learned while on my investing journey is to not let your emotions get in the way of your investing. So what I mean by that is, especially if you're in it for the long term, you will see day by day the stock market will go up sometimes and go down other times, and it's really always changing. So don't get too upset or even too overly excited when you see those stocks move up because move up or down because that's how it can really affect you and play games with your mind. I'm still not the best at letting go of my emotions um, because sometimes even when my stocks go down like a dollar, I get pretty anxious about it. But you just have to let them take their course and just believe that if you did your research correctly and invested in good stocks, then you'll be fine. And I think another thing I heard a lot when I was first starting out in investing was the more risk, the more reward. And it's so true. You won't get the most reward unless you take some risks. And that's something I had to learn during my journey because... I hate taking risks because the unknown scares me, but that's something I had to get used to doing when I started investing. But yeah, hopefully I convinced a lot of you who were interested in investing to take the leap and start investing yourself. But you know, if you're unsure of a lot of stuff, definitely consult your parents or your friends because having someone to guide you in the beginning is always great to have. I think I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but recently I've been trying to make more opportunities for myself where... I can make some sort of income. So whether that's through interning or freelance writing or even podcasting, I'm really trying to hustle and set myself up for success so I don't have to struggle as hard in the future. I highly recommend you all to take these months where things are a bit slower um, and we have these moments while in quarantine to find your passions and, you know, what you want to pursue on the side as side hustles. It's a great way to do a little extra and just make money at the same time. One of the biggest things I've learned in general is just to start early because you end up learning a lot from it when you start early on in life. I think a lot of you know this, but I started working at the age of 16 and my first job was actually at Chipotle. And the reason I'm preaching to you all to start working early is not because life is all about money making because it's not, but because I think that there's something so valuable you can learn from starting to work early. When I was 16 and working at Chipotle, I didn't really know much about how to manage my money or even how much money was a lot of money at that point. But once I started getting some income at that age, I started to realize how much things cost and how important it is to save up and store my money away for future use. Another thing too is that once you start working earlier in life, you'll kind of get used to having a job and it won't be as stressful as those people starting out and working in their 20s. No shade to those people who are starting in their 20s, but I can only imagine it's a bit more of a learning curve. And let me tell you all, please do not pressure yourselves in finding a first job that directly correlates with what you want to do in life. It's perfectly okay to get a first job just as a learning experience and work your way up from there. 
I, you know, literally started at Chipotle in fast food, which is nothing near what I wanted to do or pursue, but it taught me a lot and I actually made so many amazing friends while I was there working, so I wouldn't take it back at all. In terms of other pieces of advice um, to mention in being smarter with your finances in the new year, I would say just learning to make smart decisions with your money is really going to be key. I don't want to sound like too cliche or repetitive to literally what everyone else says, but I think you should always be conscious on what you're spending your money on and where you're storing your money for the future. Of course, you can buy what you want because it is your money and you've worked hard for it, but there has to be some sort of a limit when it comes to being smart about your purchases. I used to be super hard on myself when it came to buying things and sometimes I wouldn't let myself buy something because I was scared the number in my bank account was going to go down. However, now I'm much better at knowing how to gauge my bank account and knowing what is okay to buy and what's going to take a pretty big toll on my money. To all of my younger listeners out there, definitely start looking into your credit score and reading about what it is and how you can make it higher because I really wish someone told me about my credit score when I was a lot younger. Of course, I'm only 20 now and I still rely on my parents for certain things, but I'm becoming more conscious of my credit score and how I can make it higher and not go down so that I don't have any problems buying a house or car in the far off future. I'm noticing that when it comes to money, you really have to think about the future and you have to look ahead um, with whatever you do when it comes to money because setting yourself up for success when you're younger is going to make things, you know, a hell of a lot easier for you when you get older. I'm so fortunate that my parents have always had that mentality and they taught me and my siblings some really good money-making habits as we were growing up. At this point in my life, I'm already pretty good with my money and I'm careful about what I choose to spend it on. But in the next few months, I'm going to, you know, have to start being a lot more careful about it because I might be moving to Manhattan soon. Not 100% sure yet about if it's going to go down, but it is a part of the plan. And if any of you know, which I'm sure you all do, New York City rent is crazy expensive. So yeah, I'm going to have to start saving up for that big time. But anyway, I really hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know it was pretty information heavy and I hope it didn't put any of you to sleep, but also hoping it didn't stress any of you out either. I think it's good to be open and talk about money because it's something we all have to deal with at some point or another. But like I said, the earlier you plan things out, the easier it's going to be for you. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, love you guys always and talk to you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.